0: Don't ever add them to your email list without their mm. permission. That is a huge mm-hmm. pet peeve of mine. When I find out people have done that at District Bliss at one of our networking events, I get mm. so annoyed because you didn't ask and you can't just pull right. people's email and put it on the list.
1: How do you grow and scale your business while avoiding entrepreneur poverty? Hi, I'm Buzz and I've spent over 20 years marketing for entrepreneurs just like you. I've learned there's no one secret to success, but a series of strategies to help business owners scale at will. On this podcast, we uncover invaluable insights that successful entrepreneurs and industry experts use to profitably scale businesses. Welcome to You Are Buzzworthy. Have you ever heard the phrase your network is your net worth it is a saying that took a long time for me to truly understand i don't know if it was because i've always been a natural networker or if i hadn't really stuck in the same industry long enough to really monetize it i don't think i truly grasped the value until i decided to burn my creative agency to the ground and start all over that's when my network became more valuable than anything else in my life. So the one secret I feel I've uncovered over the years is that you can know a lot of great people and connect even more and still have a bad network. So how do we make the most of it and how the heck do we do it in a post-COVID era where everything has moved online? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And to help me uncover some networking secrets is Sarah Alipin a master connector. She is so good at it. She turned it into a business with the District Bliss community. So she knows a few things about monetizing your network. So let's dive in and welcome to the show, Sarah.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's such a delight to be here.
1: Appreciate you taking some time out and helping our audience to understand how to monetize their network, right? And and a lot of people ask, like, I was just on the phone the other day with a friend of mine he's a marketer as well and uh, we've known each other for now almost 20 years and he just like buzz what's 2023 what's the best thing right and i'm sitting there going joint ventures right and i've been really in depth in like finding people i can work with finding people i can refer to on a regular basis finding people that i can collaborate with right well you can't find those without networking and that's when and so when i made that decision it was like, oh, man, my network, it's its actually worth so many different things besides just getting clients, finding partners, finding resources, all these things. I feel that's why networking is important to me. Why do you think networking is so important?
0: Well, a lot of people get stuck kind of in that trap that you sort of were alluding to, Buzz, which is the like, I'm networking so I can get clients and I'm going to go to this event and I'm going to meet people virtually or in person, and I'm going to give them my business card, and then they're going to hire me to replace windows or do their marketing or photograph their event or whatever it may be. But the real beauty of networking is that as you network, you are actually growing the web bigger and bigger. So um, if you think of it like you meet one person and then you find a way to have a joint venture, which might be that you lead a workshop or you introduce them to a podcast guest, and then you're growing it out from there like a tree. You know, it's it's like a family tree in a way um, that we used to build it in it. elementary school. And that way, you're actually building the people that you are in front of on a regular basis and increasing your visibility so much more than you would be if you were just getting one client. And the off Mm. chance that you actually meet that one client at the networking event isn't you know that isn't generally the most likely bit right it's that they then can connect you with more people and you can use their audience to scale your business and increase your visibility and that's the the bigger piece so um we're going to be talking a lot about relationship building today
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm, i'm hearing you talk about the leveraging of right it's not scalable to network one to one to try to get one client. I studied networking, like how do you, how do you successfully network and all those things? And so you, you could read about them. And one of the tactics they use was like picking three people. Well, if you think about that, and you're coming in with the mindset you were talking about, Sarah, and you're like one to one, that means that in a, in a two hour period, I'm gonna connect only gonna really be able to connect with three people really well, and if I'm looking at it at a one to one ratio of, as far as output goes, and I have about a 30% chance of doing business with any of them, that means I spent two hours to get one client, right? And if you're a transactional yeah. clients, so we're like, you don't have reoccurring revenue going on, that's a big investment for a one, one off transaction, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's I crazy. love the fact
1: that you're talking about that, that leveraging of, and how do you get yourself into situations where you're talking one to many? And that's where that web comes in because it's like LinkedIn, right? They say, like, oh, this person knows this many other people, right? Or in Facebook, where it's like, this is a friend, there's your friend suggestion and they know five million of your your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I like it the other way around, where it's like LinkedIn's like they know a bunch of people you don't know. And if you guys engage, they're going to get in front of your names and getting in front of them because you guys are engaging. I love that part right there. So where do you think people really, I mean, besides the one-to-one part, where do you see people really make the biggest mistake in networking?
0: Good question. Because I actually think you learn the most from the mistakes in networking. And there are two, can I hit two? Because they're my favorite. Oh, 100%. That's
1: okay, yes. Cool.
0: Um, so the first one is talking about yourself. So, um, like spending the entire time saying like, here's my elevator pitch. Here uh, are I... the things I'm looking for. Here are the things I offer. And here are the things like I want you to do for me. Instead, try asking the other person about themselves, which then alleviates some of that anxiety that you go into network. Cause we all have a little anxiety going into networking. Let's be honest. Um, mm-hmm.
1: but I always bring them. somebody with me. I always, never yeah. do that? Like I always bring somebody with me and at the front door, when we, after we get our name tags, whoosh, we don't see each other for until the end where we come back together.
0: <laughs> it really, it dissipates some of that anxiety. Cause it's, it's just like, there's something about that word that is anxiety provoking. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to find the right space where you feel comfortable anyway. But Asking questions about the other person takes the pressure off you having to talk about yourself, but Mm -hmm. you naturally will talk about yourself. So this is not to say, like, don't talk about yourself. This is to say, like, you will naturally be asked by the other person when you are generous and ask about them because – again, think of it like relationship building, friendship building, dating. You wouldn't go in and say like, these are all the things about me and then expect that that person's going to give you a second date or want to get coffee with you in the future um, or like hang out. Nobody wants to listen to you talk about yourself. They want to talk about themselves. <laughs>
1: right. Right. So yes, we are the most, more, most interesting person to uh, in the world is ourselves, right?
0: Right, right. So it's, it's actually like, I'm starting to my little inner ticker is going off like you're talking too much, Sarah, you're talking too much. Now <laughs> and I'm being interviewed. Stop it.
1: <laughs> no, that's, it's good, though. I think that it I think that lends to the, the reason we that we're networking. So it's like, I, I focus on service based businesses, right? So that's who I work with in my marketing. And one of the things that I always tell people is like, your business serves a purpose. You're either solving a problem or helping somebody attain a dream. It's the only two things a service does, okay? So if you can lead in and just listen to what's going on with them, ask them leading questions into what's going on with them in their lives, whether if you're B2B, what's going on with your business? How's your industry doing? What's your biggest challenge is? dot, 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 right? If you're B2C, you're doing it at a personal level and you just listen, you might not be the person they need right now, but if you can connect them with a solution of somebody you already know, which is where the network comes in net worth, right? You have now successfully networked because now you are a go-to person for answers. I think that's, uh, is that, is, is yes. that where you're kind of going with the number one run, right? Like 100%. listen to them and solve a problem for them.
0: Yes, because also that is how you screen whether they're not they're a good fit for you, whether or not they need your service. Because you don't want to, even if they're going to buy from you, you don't want to sell your service or your product to someone who doesn't need it. If right. if you're selling, um, you know, I don't know, sunscreen to someone who lives in the Faroe Islands <laughs> in the middle
1: of January, right?
0: <laughs> Like that you just may not have a need right now, but that doesn't mean they won't go to the Maldives in a couple months, you know. It's
1: <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, I I always tell people like only 5% of the people you talk to are that that are actually qualified even are in the market for your service right this second. Yes. Right? And that's that patience, you know. And what is your sales cycle? Some people's sales cycles are as long as 10 years. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So it's like who you're talk to today, I had one person that I networked with seven years later, reach out to me. Hey, Buzz, I don't know if you remember me. And I actually happened to remember him. So I was like, yeah, you're XYZ. Dah, 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 dah. And he's like, yeah, how did you remember that? I, was like, I have no idea. But what's up? And he's like, remember when I said this about seven years ago, I'm finally ready to do it. Like, Sounds great. Let's go.
0: <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, it, it's effortless in that way. You know, like, I don't believe that there is necessarily passive income. But like, that is as close to passive income as you're getting, you know, right? Um, because you didn't have to go out and, and sell to that person. And how great is that? Right? I mean, that's, that's yeah. the best.
1: You had number two, what was your yes. number two?
0: Okay, so the number two is follow up and nurture. So whether mm-hmm. that be to connect someone with someone who could solve the problem that they have right now, someone you think they might have a good lead gen with, um, someone who you just really love their newsletter and you think that that person would benefit from the content they share every month. Mm -hmm. You know, however that goes, like nurture that connection and, and follow up. And if you don't hear back, we lose stuff in our inboxes all the time. We're busy. When we've scaled, we're super busy in terms of like, you know, we delegate a lot of things, but usually that also means someone else is managing my inbox every day. So it gets filed (laughs) and I don't always see it unless it's in like the top seven and it might take me a week or two. Follow up. Like, don't feel like you're bothering me to follow up or don't feel like you're bothering Buzz to follow up. It's, (laughs) you know, we appreciate it because we actually care that you care to have a conversation with us.
1: Exactly. And as long as you're following up without it being a sales call. Yeah. One of the the tricks I used to do when we're, we're talking face to face, so I would write notes on the back. So I'd get their business card. I wouldn't write anything in front of them, but when I left them, I would go find a space where I could download my thoughts on the back of their business cards. So that way, when later on when I'm following up, I have maybe something that I picked up about their personal life, so maybe a hobby, who they like in football, if it's football season or whatever that looked like, I have that connector and I have something later on that I can use to reconnect. Right. And, Brilliant. um, but I think that what you're talking about in that, that follow up right? So many people don't realize that most salespeople, regardless of whether they're networking or selling, give up within three tries. And the studies show that it's the people who never stop following up that get the most, right? And sometimes it takes up to seven times. And in this day and age, digitally could take up to 16 touches for somebody to come around. So you have to craft that and make sure you're not being annoying, but you still are following up and you don't give up. Especially if you can find ways to give every time.
0: Exactly. So it's not just
1: checking in, right? Don't just check in. I'm oh, I'm checking in, Sarah. Uh, we 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 met at such, such and such, and I'm just checking in. No, like, hey, Sarah, I had a really good conversation with you. It's awesome that you're a Bengals fan too. I'm I'm a lifetime Bengals fan. Hey, did you like that game last week? I'd love to to compare notes of of how we just destroyed the Buffalo Bills, right? <laughs> like, you know, something like that, where you're like, you, you're not selling anything. You're just connecting as a human being, right? So with that said, though, how do we do that online? How do we successfully network online?
0: So the first thing is turn your video on um, and acknowledge the fact that every single event you attend is a networking opportunity. So if you're going to a summit or you're attending even just something in like a Facebook group the people that are showing up to something that's a course or educational bit they are the same they have the same problem you have or if you are showing up because you know the solution you may be the solution for that person's problem so mm-hmm. um you know like if you went to a workshop or a conference in real life you would take business mm-hmm. cards you would be prepared mm-hmm. to meet those people you would make the effort um so show up on video ask questions of the person that is hosting the summit or the conference or the workshop, whatever the networking opportunity is, ask questions, mm-hmm. you know, have your name show up like like you would at anything in real life as well, um, which can be right. kind of scary. And especially if not, if the audience is crickets and you're like the only one asking questions that can be, <laughs> that can be a little bit intimidating, but
1: I love it. Do... I love it when I'm the only one asking <laughs> questions, because that means I'm the only one they're going to remember. It's a beautiful thing.
0: And everyone <laughs> Members, you not just the host right
1: right I mean that's right.
0: that's the great thing and then you know have your digital business card however that may look mm-hmm. and most people in this day and age are networking on zoom when you're doing it online mm-hmm. but um Make sure you have a a Google Doc that has your links to your website, your link to your social Mm. media, your name, your business, your elevator pitch, or like brief description Mm -hmm. of what your business actually is, unless it's very, Mm -hmm. very clear from your name. Um, It is not super (laughs) clear from District Bliss, so I usually drop in... (laughs) (laughs) not not my more information. Exactly. So you know, make sure you have all of that ready to go. And the reason I say Google Doc is because if you have an issue with your internet, and you have to use your phone, you got to be able to access it still. And exactly, that's not to say you just drop that stuff willy nilly, you wait for the person that is the organizer to welcome you to drop whatever applicable information you can, but then save that chat so that you can follow up Mm. with people. And don't ever add them to your email list without their permission. Mm. That is a huge mm-hmm. pet peeve of mine. When I find out people have done that at District Bliss at one of our networking events, I get mm. so annoyed because you didn't ask and you can't just pull right. people's email and put it on the list. But that's my little special Especially
1: if you're in California. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's also illegal, but that's its own little yeah. bit.
1: In some states, yeah. not in all states. Yeah. Not in all states, yet, but countries. GDPR is definitely something you have to worry about. And, in, and if you're in European countries, you definitely have to worry about that. And it's just bad form. Yeah. Really, if you think about yeah. it. You know, it's just there are ways that some people have automated their their conversations. As long as you're making it super easy for them. Like uh, do a double opt in if, if if at worst, like you just have an auto follow-up system because you network with so many people and you're just like, Hey, listen, sorry, I need you to put you into the sequence here be f- up front with it. And here's an unsubscribe up subscribe button at the top. That's, that's one way around that. As long as you're not in one of the States that outlaws it to where you literally have to opt in. So the other way to do that is to send them a single email with the opt in link, that then takes them to their, it tells them which email, cause I have uh, multiple emails and I don't take my automated email in some of my inboxes. So I'll unsubscribe. And they're like, why did you unsubscribe? Because you're sending it to the wrong place, right? Those types of things. So I think these are all great pointers to, you know, both offline and online. And I think that your network needs to span between the two. Oh yeah, You, you would agree with that. I'm sure so what's the most important networking practice we can start implementing this week to help us grow our net worth through our network
0: start from a place of generosity so start thinking about the people who are in your network that would benefit from knowing other people in your network and then start connecting them because there is nothing that we enjoy more, you know, Buzz, if I were to connect you with someone that I think would be a great guest on this show, you're like awesome. I don't even have to screen that person. I know Sarah really cares about, she gets my vision, she understands, and she's here for it. You know, she wants me to have a good show. And so if you stand in that space of generosity and really caring about the other business owner, and then start going through and thinking about, like, you know, I do have a couple people who are interested in marketing. They've recently written books and they're kind of like stepping on, like, trying to figure out how to even incorporate that in. I might be like, hey, Buzz, I know you wrote a book. I have a friend that wrote this. They are actually in need of marketing. I feel like you have experience in this and you would, you know, maybe potentially be a great, this could be a good client for you, or it could just be a really good friend that you two like get to talk about business stuff and help each other be better business people just from knowing each other. Um, so I, my, my assignment to you all as a recovering teacher is to find three people that you can connect with three other people this week. And connect them and then set up a time that you can catch up with them and find out how they're doing and really nurture those connections because you will stay top of mind. And then from there, you can start building out joint ventures and collaborative events and things that will increase your visibility beyond that.
1: And see what value you can bring to their lives today. I think Zig Ziglar said it best when he said, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help other people get what they want. So go out there, be a giver, network to grow your network. As always, please subscribe and give us a rating. And until next time, be buzzworthy.